your favorite artists 24-7. My music. This is RX Radio. Groove Cafe. Brought to you by Stanbic Bank. It can be. I am picking up again with the founder of Rainbow Hearts Foundation, that is Fiona Nanozi Ngoga, who has shared her story and is continuing to share her fertility story on the show today. So anyway, we see the statistics, we could not withhold, like we take back the money and stuff. Mm. We want, the, I mean, we want this thing and stuff. So we went for it. You went through with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So started the process of IVF. It was really very harsh on me. Um, also because you're working, then you have to get injections at uh, midday. Mm. You're leaving work every day to come and get injections at the hospital. Then go back to the office. That's like for a full month, is it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then also it presents differently for different people. So personally, I was bloated. Mm. I okay. looked pregnant. Oh, and there's a time I met someone at Kisementi, an old friend. And the first thing they said was, oh, Kongs. And I just smiled. <sighs> People are so insensitive with their comments sometimes. The thing is they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know. So, they don't know what you're going through. Yeah. So, um, I mean, looking back, now these are the things that we need to sensitize people about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not everyone who looks pregnant is actually pregnant. Someone could be going through <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Someone could be going bloated because of IVF Mm -hmm. injections and fibroids. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I was going through. Um, For me, it was so harsh on me, so so harsh. Any, at the end of the my IVF treatment, we chose to do three embryos because they also give you that option. You choose how many embryos you want to Mm -hmm. um, put back. We chose three, and yeah, we let God. Decide, decide <laughs> what the end. I mean, what you're going to get out of it. But we got two out of the three. So you had twins. Yes. So oh, we wow. had twins out of it. Mm. And for me, my whole pregnancy was also really hard. I was on bed rest for four months because my cervix was opening. So basically, I was about to lose the pregnancy at like four months. So bed rest for four months. Four months to the end. Yeah, to 36 weeks. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> And my bed rest was not like the bed rest of, oh, it's okay, like just turn down, mm. sit at home. No, this was like you have to lie down. You have to lie up. down, yes. For up to us 36 weeks. But then also making it to 36 weeks. Mm. So we decided that date when we wanted the kids to come mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was beginning to have issues breathing, my body was swollen and stuff. But you see, every time you go to the hospital, they tell you, ah, these are normal pregnancy symptoms. So, yeah, it's okay. I think like at 35 weeks, I went and told my doctor, you know what? I can't. I can't do this anymore. Mm. Let the kids come out. Then they start telling you how much incubators cost. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, they told us, our incubators right now are almost full. So by the time you give birth, we could be full. And if we are full, you have to check out these other hospitals that have that facility. So we went and we checked prices. Nakasero, I think, was 800K per child per day. I was like, okay, moving on. Went to Rubaga. I think Rubaga was 500K per child per day. But you're not even sure. So I'm like, okay, so if these guys come out and they're supposed to spend... You know, we did calculations, eh? 
Mm. So, uh-huh, if it's two weeks, if it's a month, how much is it? Where will it come from? Gwe? It's no joke. Anyway. So, but really... But you but, know, this kind of pressure can actually drive you apart. Properly. So, mm, properly. Mm. I'm sure we were going through our things. Yeah. He was going through his stuff mm. mentally. Mm. But I think he just really tried to hold it together. He was like, you know what? This chick is falling apart. <laughs> Let <laughs> me be the strong one. <laughs> Let me be the strong one right now. Mm. I'll have my turn to fall apart. <laughs> Bless him. But... <laughs> But anyway, so we, we, we insisted. I went to the hospital, told them, I need to have these children out. Okay. They have now, they first refused. I had to come back with my husband and was like, we've accepted that the kids come out. If they are not okay, we are willing we to are take a risk. Mm-hmm. And the kids came out. One was 2.8, one was 2.6. And these were big babies. Hmm. And good, they were perfectly fine. Oh. They didn't need to have any incubation. Then me... Uh-oh. That Your health took a dive? Took a dive. Um, I think the next day, I had to be sent to a cardiologist to see because my breathing, I mean, I was coughing. I couldn't lie down. Every time I tried to lie down, I was coughing and stuff. Like, my blood pressure was really through the roof and stuff. Mm. So, I went and saw a cardiologist who told me that my heart function was at 15%. My left side had failed. Fiona. Yes. 15%? Yeah. We saw the first cardiologist who told me about, as she was there, I'm there, she's doing my heart scans and what. Meanwhile, I've just had a C-section. Mm. You're not even supposed to be moving up and down, left, right and center. So when, when we were actually leaving the hospital where I gave birth from, because I gave birth from the fertility clinic, when we were leaving to go to, the, to see a cardiologist, they actually offered an ambulance. But... I knew I was not. I was okay. I'm like, what do you mean? No, I told my husband, please drive. Let's go. Why are we so stubborn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my husband, bro. I tell you what, I opened my stitches at some point <laughs> after my second child, so I know how being stubborn is just not so serious. Mm-hmm. We go to the cardiologist, and as I was there, so I think they did my 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 blood pressure. It was really high, so she called me in before the rest of the people were actually in line. And she's doing my heart scans and she starts telling me, you know, she was doing a PhD and this was like her research area. Ah. Ah. No. So she starts telling me how, you see, this condition, doctors in Uganda don't detect it so easily. So we are, uh, basically she gave me statistics of women who had been dying from this condition. Eh. Because of <laughs> late detection. Uh, so basically, heart failure, even in, in anyone else, mm. it portrays symptoms of pregnancy. So you're going to swell. What? A pregnant woman's body swells. Okay. So for me, basically, it was heart failure. But because I was pregnant, they thought it was pregnancy symptoms. So they didn't catch your heart. Exactly. Oh, wow. They didn't catch the heart condition. And so this woman starts telling me, many women are dying. Da, da, da. I zoned out at that point. Everything else that she said, I didn't hear. After her scans, she... Then my lungs, the reason I was coughing is because my lungs were filled with water. So the, the organs were beginning to fail. My organs were beginning mm. to fail. Mm-hmm. So my lungs were filled with water. And she asks my husband, do you have money because we can do this surgery? Eh. You know, eh? sometimes doctors can decide to be 
insensitive. I think so. What I mean, what it sounds like she's just throwing whatever no, out there. Just out there. Not but even also, thinking about you've just had a exactly. C-section, you've just had twins. But also the first thing that you ask, I can do this thing, but do you have money? I'm like, eh, this really is a business. Yes, yeah. it's a business. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But that is insensitive. It's okay. <laughs> so anyway, my husband is like, yeah, whatever you need to do, let's do the surgery, blah, 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 to really drain the water out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think because of the condition I was in, she realized I would probably die on the operating table in her facility. Okay. So she later came back and said, you know what? There's a physician at the hospital where you are. I'm going to call him and they tell him exactly what to do. So you go back to the hospital, then I'll... She even made marks like uh, at the side As in of you my, go back to where you are. Yes. So she actually made marks like at the side of the stomach. Of mm-hmm. This is where they should uh, pierce through to drain the water out. Yes, from your lungs. And so I go back to the hospital. This is now like nighttime. My doctor had left. And uh, the nurses were there really waiting to see, okay, what did they say? What should we do? Now, she also gave me medicine, heart medicine. Mm. And when she was giving me this medicine, we asked her, is it safe for breastfeeding? She said yes. It wasn't. But looking back, what I know is that she said yes because she was like, either way, you'll probably be dead in a few. I think that was going, that was Mm. what was going on like through her mind. Yeah. So she said, it's okay, it's safe for breastfeeding. So we go, take the medication, um, go back to the hospital. And I started the medication then. Also, they give you like tablets to try and um, remove the water out of your body. So you're like peeing every second. Mm -hmm. I did that. Then when my doctor came the next morning, he saw that um, whatever they had recommended and he wasn't comfortable with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he asked me to get a second opinion from another cardiologist. Okay. Drive to, we have to now drive the next day again, again to go and see another cardiologist. And this woman did her scans, she did all the tests she needed to do. And the first thing she told me is that Fiona, you're going to do me a favor, but you're not going to breastfeed those children. Okay. Tears start rolling down my oh, eyes. I'm no. like, no, like, oh my Because in your mind, you're like, I'm yes, going to breastfeed. I, have, mm. I mean, we, we've all been told children survive on breast milk. I know. There will not be anything if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, my God, my kids. Mm. I can't. Like, I have to. That chick told me, you know what? Yes, I know that you've just given birth, but the children are not my patients. Okay. You are my patient right now. So, so whatever I decide is for your good. The children will be fine. Yeah. They're in safe hands where you've left them at the hospital. They're going fine. To take perfect care of them. Your mom is there. Your sister is there. I mean, whoever, even the doctors, the nurses, the children are okay. Oh, bless. I have to make sure that you're... And she told me, if you're not fine, mm. if anything happens... Then what? Then what? What will happen <laughs> to the children? No. So you have to be alive. But this is also the importance of a second opinion. Yes. Huh? Mm. So I remember that day. So they, they, they had like a line of toilets eh? and she dedicated one. She told me this. She told everyone in the clinic that day, this particular toilet, no one should use it. It's for Fiona. She gave me medicine and I would pee literally like a liter. I don't think I made a minute. So this was all water that was in that your was body. Swelly, yeah. Uh-huh. The body was water retention. Yes, water oh, retention. Wow. So of course she was trying to, she was going to try and control the heart, but First things first. Mm. We need to first control this water because my oh my god, I was like five times this size. My skin was beginning to hurt because it's now overstretched out. Eh? So water you were retention. completely swollen, completely. My goodness. 
So she put me on, I mean, like, I think extra doses of that medicine that makes you pee. So I was literally using that in less than a minute, like a liter. And I can say, so did that maybe for like 30 minutes to an hour when the um, frequency had reduced. She told mm. me, okay, now go to the house. You go back to where you are. And now they can. Kids. But yeah, so she, she put me on like really heavy medication. Mm-hmm. She really counseled me about not breastfeeding those children. And mm. as I left the hospital uh, comforted. Okay. That the children so, will be okay. They will be fine. Mm. Okay. But it was for your health. It was for My your health. safety. Yes. Okay. She now I, I was on medication. So after giving birth, I gave birth on the 30th of November 2018. Mm. And I was on medication for a year after that. For your heart? heart? Med- yeah. How is your heart My now? Heart. It's now okay. I actually saw her last year in November. Uh-huh. And she was like, Oh, the heart, you're taking good care of it <laughs> and what? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's so positive. Yeah. So this journey of yours was traumatic. 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 My goodness. Traumatic. When did you decide I am going to start an organization to help somebody else? Um, when I had started healing, first of all, like I didn't spend time with my children for the first three months. My sister, they literally, one of them actually, like right now, I mean, if you asked him who the favorite between me and my sister, my sister. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know. We there's accepted, attachment like, there. There's that attachment. Mm. So, my sister really stepped up like when I was not able to. Mm. Definitely, my husband was there but he's a man. There's yeah. not much that, I mean, he can help with. Yes, he it's woke not up natural. at night. It doesn't yeah, come natural naturally. Mm. He woke up at night and fed the kids but I was not able to hold my children for three months. To spend like to spend time with them, they slept in my sister's room because I wasn't able to even wake up and check on them and make sure they're okay. I couldn't share a bed with them because I mean. So this is like literally, you came off the bed rest from the babies, moved up and down hospitals, and yes. kind of went right back to bed rest right again. Back. Yes. So that was for three months, and I think during these three months, I was like, you know what, this can't be the life. And also, God, if you've saved my life, eh? I believe you have saved it. Like at that point, I was like, I believe you have saved my life. Mm. And if you have saved it, allow me to help just one person. Okay. And that's what I wanted, to just help one person. And how I was going to do that, I didn't know. I told my husband about it. I was like, I feel like people were going through this. There's a lot. During that time, I think I had enough. Now I had enough time to start reflecting yeah. on the journey that I've had. And then I realized I had gone through deep depression when I was going through like my treatments, even through the pregnancy and mm. stuff. And I used to wonder, and there are people who like cancer, who talk to someone who, is, who understand what fertility is and can talk to someone who is going through it, what to expect as you're going through your journey and stuff like that. And it wasn't there. Mm. So for me, I just wanted to share my story with someone at the point to just like encourage them, yeah. to tell them, you know what, I went through the depth of my treatments now when I say that sometimes God gives you what you can handle mm. for me he knew that maybe I want to use this girl mm. but she's going to go through it but I'll try and make it easier on her so she'll do her first IVF cycle and it will be a success mm. I won't take her through three four cycles like other people because mm-hmm. I can tell you as at that hospital and you would see ladies there and the person is like this is like my eighth tenth cycle oh I used to look at these women and I'm like, how big is her heart? Because mine, it can't. Like, the small pieces would be done. Mm. 
Não. Quase. Ah. Não. It's a lot. Anyway, so, like, just interacting with the ladies at the hospital, some of them have lost their marriages. Some of them, I mean, they are just experiencing the worst of the worst just because they can't conceive and stuff. Mm. So I kept telling myself, God, there's a reason why you gave me this kind of husband. Because <laughs> mm. you wanted to make it easy on me also. I mean, he was there. He didn't for like he didn't even one day turn away and say, I can't do this. At the hospital with women and like 99% of them tell you how their husbands are not bothered about it anymore. They've moved on. They've moved on. They're on this they journey kids. alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are even some where the woman kind of has some knowledge that the husband could be having a problem. Eh? Mm. This guy is there with chicks every day trying to show that he's a man and stuff like that. But he's not getting kids. Some of them apparently <sighs> even had like kids who had been, I mean, you get a chick, she gets pregnant somewhere else and she comes and tells you that it's what? your child, but it's, it's your not. Child, but it's not. <laughs> And this story is actually there even like at very the many day. of I mean, them. Mm-hmm. As like no, like how is it that we live in a community where people do not know about this world and do not talk about it? But even you know when you are talking about the fertility center, I would imagine like it's not cheap what you're it's doing. Not. The counseling that comes with it. It should Everything. be counseling that comes with it. Like yes. this is your support person. Exactly. This is someone you can talk to. There's this group of women who have been through this. That should no, actually, there's, it's there's very, very of, important. There's a lot of support that women, actually couples who are going through infertility need. Because, um, let me say like, if someone does a cycle and it fails, who are at the hospital and you're there screaming, like after doing their pregnancy tests and they're negative, eh? And the person breaks down. And and I'm like, I wish I could help, but you can't. Mm. Like, there's not much you can help. So for me, any that was really the driving force. I was like, I need to do something. Maybe mm. I should talk to people. So my husband told me, okay, maybe you should go back to the hospital and tell them you want to volunteer. Mm. Um, just share your story with other people. Like when they have those, I don't know, when they have like fertility week, maybe or stuff like that. Okay. So I went to the hospital and I told them, okay, this is what I want to do. I was a patient here. I got my children. Now I want to help. How can I help? Uh-huh. And then they were asking me, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> first of all, people come here and the moment they are pregnant, like, bye, see ya. <laughs> like, don't associate yourself with me, please. Eh? <laughs> Not funny, but oh my gosh. Yeah. You move on. Exa- move on, like, that mm-hmm. one, no, me, no. <laughs> so they were, I think they were like, eh, you want to come and tell people your story? You. Uh-huh. So I remember that chick told me, send me your CV. No, she asked me what I do. Mm-hmm. And I told her I work somewhere. And she told me, okay, send me your CV. So I sent her my CV. And she called me back and asked me like, so we don't understand exactly what you want to do. Like, <laughs> do you want to leave your job? And come and work? They, 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 they didn't understand what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. That lady asked me, do you want to leave your job? Then I said, no, I just want to volunteer. But mm. like every once in a while when you want someone to talk to people, someone who has gone through an experience talk to people, yes. I will be available. Yes. And I was very clear with her. I told her, I don't need any payment. I don't need transportation. I don't need anything. It is volunteering. Okay. And then they didn't get back to me. I think for about two months. But during these two months, I was also not sleeping. 
Mm-hmm. I was there like, oh, like I want to do yeah. something. I was like, okay, if I was fit or dying, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. How else can I help? Ah. And then I told my husband one day, I think I'm going to get money and pay for someone's treatment. Look for someone and pay for their treatment. Wow. The more that thought kept boiling and growing in my mind, I realized, okay, if I got 20 million shillings and paid for someone's treatment, then what? Yeah. There has to be another way. Exactly. I said, okay. I can actually... Rainbow Hearts, the name, Mm -hmm. Rainbow Hearts Foundation. So Rainbow Hearts Foundation, um, Rainbow, I've had people ask me about Rainbow, why? But really, I wanted to go back to the true meaning of what Rainbow is in Mm -hmm. the Bible. Yeah. So for me, Rainbow Hearts Foundation is a Christian-founded organization. Mm-hmm. Also because for me, I believe my journey has had a lot of grace from God. Yes, it is a very hard journey. But there are reasons why we believe that God chooses his toughest soldiers for his toughest battles. Mm-hmm. So he chose me. He was like, this girl, she could be there soft, soft in the body, but she's tough. She can handle it. <laughs> you went through a lot. <laughs> but anyway, so Rainbow... Mm. The meaning of the rainbow in the Bible is God gave Noah the rainbow because it was a covenant that will not mm-hmm. destroy the earth. Yes, again. it was a promise. It was a promise. It never happen again. And also in the layman's language, a rainbow comes after a storm. Actually, mm-hmm. in the Bible, they told after yes. the, the thing, you, you'll see a beautiful. Uh-huh. It's it's sign. almost like hope after yes. turbulent times. So really, mm-hmm. and exactly that's what this fertility journey is. It's very turbulent. It's very rough. It's everything a storm like it's really mm-hmm. so rainbow is really that hope after in in fertility terms children had after let me say like a miscarriage or going through hardships conceiving are called rainbow babies so my mm. baby is actually rainbow babies okay so that's why the rainbow then the hearts because um so hearts was from two different angles hearts is because all these feelings that you feel the pain the anger, the joy, whatever it is, come from the heart. Mm, mm-hmm. So for me, it's a connection of everything we feel as we go through fertility. It comes from the heart. But also hearts because of the kind hearts out there that are going to help people, mm. the giving hearts. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it's, it's it, yeah, it was really a name that I thought about. And when it clicked like this, I was like, this is it. No one was going to change my mind about it. <laughs> no, by it. the time you're explaining it so perfectly, you're like, aha, this one. It, it I, sums it up. And you know, when I actually came up with it, mm-hmm. so we first went around names, what? Now, that time, actually, there were like several names. I remember my husband ever proposing Elizabeth Foundation, Elizabeth in the Bible. and Because I was really trying to link it to the Bible and stuff. Eh? Mm-hmm. So we tried to get all these Christian, maybe like, a name that would rhyme with like Christianity and stuff. Mm. And they were failing. And then the time when I got it, no one was. I remember <laughs> I, there's, a, there's a bishop actually I've ever told about Rainbow. And he asked me, eh, but Rainbow, why? Mm. As like people will understand what the rainbow means. So for someone who's listening in right now, ooh, we have to wrap up. Yeah. For someone who's listening in and, you know, there are a lot of women who've been on this journey, but there's no one to talk to. Yeah. Um, can someone volunteer? Can someone? I know you you're coming from a place of being support for people who are going through it, mm. but how can someone get in touch with you? How can someone be involved? How can someone donate? Mm. I mean, all these things. Um, so when you talk about, let me try and wrap up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have three main objectives, which okay. is creating awareness and educating, mm-hmm. 
Then the second is to create access to mental health support. And the third is to create access to medical interventions. Mm-hmm. And we are having a fertility walk. It's going to be the first ever fertility walk. Oh, when is April that? April 29th. April. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, 23rd to 29th is mm-hmm. National Infertility Awareness Week. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I chose that week because of what it represents. So it will be a Saturday, 29th of April. We are going to have a fertility walk. And um, I'm still in the preparations right now. So towards the end of this month or early in March, we shall really start putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in case anyone wants to support, we have, um, so we actually have a fully operating website. Mm-hmm. It's www.rainbowheartsfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. You can find the options of giving. We have a bank account. We also have a MomoPay mm-hmm. code. Okay. And there's a phone number for the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. Don't okay, worry, we'll go to yeah. the website rainbowhearts.org. Rainbowheartsfoundation.org. Rainbowheartsfoundation.org. Yes, mm-hmm. it has all the information. And um, yeah, we are really looking for... Are you for, on social media as well? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. I don't personally operate them okay. because my social media is <laughs> at zero. <laughs> at zero, <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a Facebook account, we have a Twitter account, we have Instagram. Okay. And yes. that's Rainbow Hearts Foundation on all of them. Yes, Rainbow Hearts Foundation. Okay. And right now we're actually taking on volunteers mm. because especially let me say like for the work that we're organizing, we really need people. But also this year, so I got my operating permit last year in October from the NGO board. So this year, mm-hmm. thank you. So this year we are really trying to go. Now put the word out there, create the awareness mm. that we need to and help support people in whatever ways. So we are looking for volunteers in counseling, mm-hmm. um, program officers. Um, I don't have all the others open, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, if someone actually got in touch with us, we mm-hmm. have a number, we have an administrator who will pick up. I mm. won't pick up personally, but we have an administrator who is helping with um those things and they will give you all the information that you need okay yes. well well done fiona thank, thank you so you. much for sharing you got thank me you. emotional there <laughs> mm. but what a journey what a journey and you what decided to focus on your blessings and to yes. focus on giving back yeah thank you for that thank you and no, thank you for I mean, sharing oh those boys eh? mm-hmm. those boys are you know i tell people these guys they are terrorists <laughs> terror <laughs> is what they are <laughs> <laughs> but you are thankful for your terrorists. for that terror. <laughs> like, you know what? I would not trade it for anything. Mm-hmm. But actually, even my journey, I'm like, you know, there's a reason why mm. I went through this journey. And that's what I really want to encourage people, couples, women who are going through it, that there's a reason why God has put you in it. Mm. People have different challenges in life. Oh, yes. This is the one. This is a cup he has chosen for us. So take it on with grace and let us find ways of supporting each other and stuff like that. We actually have couples right now who have given birth. We have a couple with triplets. Oh. <laughs> we have a couple who has one baby. And then there are some few on the journey. And mm-hmm. these ones, really, how we've helped is we've not really given like financial support. Mm. But what we've done is we have I've got partnerships with two fertility clinics so far. Yes. And with those fertility clinics, they are able to give me discounts. For the patients that I take to them. Oh, wow. Yeah. That goes a long, long way. It does. Because as you said, thank you for being honest. It's a very expensive journey as well. Mm -hmm. It is very expensive. It's expensive emotionally, physically, financially, in every way. 
Yeah. <laughs> in every way. I don't think you could sum it up any better. <laughs> well, Fiona, thank you again for joining me. You're welcome. Thank mm-hmm. you for having me. Pleasure. <laughs> Groove Cafe. Brought to you by Stanbic Bank. It can be.